What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath, and this podcast is about collecting sports cards. How are you? Hopefully you have been off to a good start this week. When this episode drops, it always hits on hump day. Previously, pre-being a parent, I'd look at hump day and I'd be like, man, okay, we're getting close to that weekend. We're getting close. We're almost there. Now, being a parent, my weekend, I view, is distributed throughout the entire week. And it happens when the baby goes down and then when I go to bed. So about 7 to 11 every night, every evening is my new weekend. That's where I turn off my brain. That's where I grab my phone. That's where I see what arguments are going on in the hobby via Instagram. That's where I go hit like and share your cards. That's where I go check my auctions. We go get in my group chats, DM with people, bug people about cards that I want that they're not going to sell to me. Uh, keep bugging people. Um, and then maybe shoot that message one more time and bug people about cards that they're not going to sell to me. I'll tell you this, you got to be persistent, okay? It, there's some something sick and twisted in the minds of collectors. I think that when you get hit up enough about a card in your PC, you eventually get to this point where you're like, this person, they want this card. So then you start to think about, well, okay, at least I know it's going to a collector. And also there might be a good might be able to get some good returns on this card. And then you eventually maybe cave and you eventually maybe sell it. That's what I hope at least. And that's why we continue to reach out and bug people about cards that they want. But I think just in general, there is this sentiment I know I have. And if you're out there and you collect sports cards and you're listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast, you probably have the same thought that I'm going to sell something that I bought because I probably need the money to go move into something else. And we do this all the time, right? We sell stuff that we know we love. And it is a kick in the ass when we have to put these things up on eBay and wait for someone to buy these cards and not know where they're going to end up. Probably some black hole or hopefully we or probably some, hopefully some black, a black hole, but maybe some place where we then see that card on eBay a week later. Don't you hate that? I hate that. I like, if I'm going to sell my cards. I want it to sell it to someone out there who I've built a relationship with, who I know needs the card because they're building something. That's what's fun about the hobby. And so I'm going off on a little tangent up front, but I think we need to think more about how we can connect collectors around the transfer of cards. And that's something that I certainly am thinking about. Who People don't like fees. People don't like you know, not knowing where their card's going. I think have, cutting all those barriers out and having that one-to-one -one connection could be something that hopefully we get there in the hobby. And hopefully when we need funds, to go buy something instead of waiting 10 days for your auction to close and for that money to get to your account. Maybe there's a better way in the future where you've got a place to turn. That's my hope. And that is how I am dreaming. But I am sitting here as I record this in 
I am getting ready to walk into Lucas Oil Stadium for the first time in the regular season. Colts home opener, rough start. Don't want to get too far into it. We're playing the Chiefs today, and you know what? It could be not so great, and but it could be okay. Who knows? I'm a football fan. I'm a fanatic. We're all fanatics of our team, no matter what, no matter how bad they treat us, no matter what they do, we just keep crawling back because of that connection and love. I think being a fan of a team is the most rewarding and punishing thing at the same time. We have this sliver of hope. And when times are tough, we hold on to this sliver of hope that something could be different. And it might not be something that's different right now or next week, but it could be coming up soon. And we don't want to be not there when that change happens. And I think Sometimes we find a reason to put on our gear and cheer for our team because of that love and that passion. I think this translates directly into collecting sports cards. Think about all of your activity. Think about all the decisions you make. Think about all the disposable income you put out there that is directed and dedicated to that team that you love. I talked to a few collectors this week that had so much passion around their teams and how that really drove their activity. I think. Dipping back into what actually is significant and means something to you, and that could be your team, a player, dipping back into that connection and that that nostalgia um, is even during in bad times is really therapeutic and really, really good. Going back, if my team is struggling and thinking about the years of the stretch play with Peyton, Edrin, Marvin Harrison, then going and looking at my PC and putting cards together and thinking and visualizing those moments is really, really fun and is really, really good, I think, for the mental health of the sports fan and the collector. So that is a connection. I think especially if you collect your team, collect players in your team, your team's not doing great, times are rough, you know what you can do? You can go to your PC and you can relive those memories and stories. And this translates from you looking at your cards displaying them for a second, going, hitting the YouTube machine, going, finding your favorite plague, thinking about those things. And I think it is the passion and love that we have for our sports teams and fuse that together with collecting cards. And it is dynamite. And speaking of dynamite, speaking of AEW, I got so many people sliding my DMs this week and say, yo, Brett, you see this 2022 Skybox Metal Universe AEW set coming out? And I was like, holy shit, we're going to have PMGs of some of my favorite wrestlers on the planet? Sign me freaking up. So I saw the sell sheet. I went through it all, looked at it. This is a product. I'm not sure when it drops, but as a wrestling card fan and an AEW mark, this is something I'm going to be after. I'm going to be picking those things up. PMGs all day of all my favorite AEW superstars. I love wrestling cards. It is so damn fun. More on wrestling cards in a little bit, but I'm excited for that product to drop. I think also something else I've been thinking about, and we'll touch on it a little bit. I'm going to formulate more of a game plan about how I want to execute this with you, the listener of the Stacking Slabs podcast. If you like what I'm doing, follow, subscribe, make sure you tell a damn friend you're enjoying the show. Follow me across all social channels at Stacking Slabs. But what I want to do is find a better way to spotlight the old. Spotlight the old sets, products, things that matter. You've heard me do episodes on 2002 Finest. You've heard me talk about cards that I'm buying and things that I'm liking. I think it's this inspiration we get from other collectors in these rabbit holes that we go down 
takes us off our path a little bit at sometimes and allows us to be investigators and go explore. And I think the more that we can go explore and investigate and pull up cardboard connection and go read through um, old cell sheets and read through how product makeup and design and look at parallels and then look at your guys and see if your guys are in those sets and going searching in eBay and buying one and then getting it back and being like, this thing freaking rules. I need more and I need them to connect the dots. And I think introduction of product through older product through collectors and their passion is probably the coolest thing in the hobby that nobody talks about. There are, I can't tell you how many times I've gone insane and nuts because I've seen someone in the hobby that I appreciate share a card and a product that I wasn't collecting. And that inspired me to go explore and spend the time to understand those products. And I think so much of today is about the new. It's the new shiny product. It's the new break. It's the new hit. It's the new everything. It's the new unproven player. It's the new. Most of the time, I don't want the new. I want the old. I want the old. I want to dig deep because the spotlight is on the new and that's where all the attention is. And everybody, it's like a a mosquito on a light, right? So everyone's out there, everyone's doing this. And then everyone's, you know, trying to sell into the new. Everyone's trying to buy into the new. And I think when I always say turn left when others are going right, there's an opportunity to turn to the old. So I think the more we're focusing in on that, the better. And I want to find an opportunity to make sure that I make that a part of the Stacking Slabs podcast platform in any way I can. I got an awesome note this week. Don't want to call out the individual who sent it, but if they're, you're listening, you know this. Really amazing comment. And it started as a catalyst of me ripping out the previous theme of this show And I know like I'm a brand guy and I knew for so long what the words that were said in that intro didn't connect with the current brand and platform of the Stacking Slabs podcast. And it just took me a minute and I was like, all right, let's just get rid of it and figure it out. In the meantime, I can't tell you how many notes I got from listeners of the show about how excited they were that the change happened. And I wasn't expecting that, which is cool. Um, I'm glad I made the decision. I'm glad I can better represent what this show is about by not having any words up front and not having things like investment and that sort of shit in my uh, show. I'll say this, like this show has been a journey and a a journey of my time back in the hobby. And um, I oftentimes don't necessarily take a step back and reflect on what has all transpired, what has all happened, how the show has evolved people that are coming on the show, connections that I made. And I had a uh, a listener reach out this week talk, commenting about the show or the intro being changed, them being excited about it, and probably giving me one of the best comments I've ever gotten. And it was just talking about stacking slabs and how it was a documentation of the modern collector and how all modern collectors who've gone through the journey that I've gone through should aspire to kind of reach that level where you're trying, you're jumping back in, you're figuring it out, you're doing all the things that the mainstream is directing you to, you're talking about it, but then throughout this journey, you learn what you like, you learn what you don't like, and then you end up in this place where I'm at now, and I would imagine most of you out there listening, where I'm just, I literally have only a little bit of time in that time. I don't want to deal with the bullshit of the mainstream hobby and all the people pushing the same shit down our throats and trying to and trying to make sense of absurd sales and all this stuff like 
just want to sit here and collect the damn cards that I want to. And I want to find other people who are doing the same thing. And I also like, yeah, we want our cards to go up, but I don't want it to be about all the money all the time. I'm just trying to build a, a freaking collection that I love. And so getting to that point, I understand doesn't happen overnight. And I've been documenting it this whole time, but have somebody recognize that and play that back to me, I thought was super cool. So appreciate all your feedback, your support, anyone out there day one to brand new, who's been listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast, waving the Stacking Slabs uh, flag. I do appreciate it. This thing fires me up each and every week sitting here before I head to the stadium, carving out some time to do this podcast is a requirement. It's something I need. It's my therapy to keep sane along the week. And I just love connecting with you, the collector each and every week. So keep bringing it, keep telling your damn friends and let's talk about some sports card stuff. You know what I'm saying? I hope all of you got an opportunity and it looks like you did a big episode. A lot of people listening in downloads with Josh Cardboard Chronicles about starting a new player PC around Todd Gurley. Not very sexy, not very mainstream, but that's what makes it a beautiful thing. I think I have certainly been building a lot of new player PCs over the course of the last year. And so I always turn to this quote and I put it in my story this week, but it's good to call out and it's a good reminder. Our great president, Teddy Roosevelt, saying comparison is the thief of joy. I think so much of the top of the, the hobby is about, there's a lot of pissing contests and it's like, Oh, check out my young unproven players card that I got out of 25 and a PSA 10. And then everyone's, you know, oh, well, I need to go get that player because this person who has this platform got it or had talked about it. I think so much about it is like buying cards for other people or the perception that you're going to turn that card that you don't give a shit about into money. And because someone else is doing it, I just think that's lame. I think what Josh talked about in buying a Todd Gurley card because he has a connection with Todd Gurley is cool. I can't imagine people listening to the conversation with Josh last week said, oh my God, Todd Gurley is, he's so underrated. I need to go start a Todd Gurley collection because Josh from Cardboard Chronicles and Card Letter did. I doubt anyone did that. I think that though, and listening to him talk about the process that he went through, I think can inspire other people to think about that player that has that connection and they can go do it as well. I think documentation of the journey, uh, I think just like documentation of the journey and starting a new player PC is you got to kind of take a couple steps back and you got to reflect. I think Josh described a connection he had with Gurley and that connection was the driving force for the creation of the new player PC. The benefit of it was the cost was nothing because there was no attention on him. There weren't people paying attention. This is something that I've gone through over the last, you know, couple of years. Um, and some examples for me were shiny wrestling cards, you know, a year and a half, a year to year and a half ago, pre prism, pre people even paying attention to tops Chrome. It's like, I knew I, the wrestling cards that everyone was talking about, alter older vintage type, they didn't really appeal to me. And they didn't appeal to me because I like shiny cards. I like manufactured, I like manufactured scarcity. I like serial numbered. And so that's when I started to like take a plunge into 2014 Topps Chrome, WWE. And I love these cards. And the benefit of it was hardly anyone was talking about it. And that's when I bought my rock, bought my Cena, bought my Brock, brought my Undertaker. And 
for pennies on the dollar of what they'd go for now and graded them and, you know, got good grades on most of them. And now they're sitting in my PC and I appreciate them and look at them often, but getting ahead on shiny wrestling cards, I didn't see someone doing that. It was just what I wanted, what I liked and buying the cards. I wasn't buying the cards to flip. I was buying the cards because they were cool to me. This this has happened with other player PCs, Philip Rivers, Edron James, Marvin Harrison. I think Josh's point that he was making was around this idea that connected with me that the best time that we can go start a new player PC is when someone is on the down end of their career or just recently retired. And that's what happened to me when I started collecting rivers. It was like, okay, everyone who might have put a, a penny into him because of performance and current performance completely abandoned and all of a sudden there's just this island of philip rivers cards out there that i thought were amazing and i had a connection with him and so i went nuts and i'm still been going nuts on him and it's affordable and that affordability is an attractive feature and when i'm going and buying cards i think it's not aimlessly buying your new player pc but it's also understanding and buying products that you can connect with i think the insurance policy is buying products that you know have staying power. And sometimes we need to cross-reference products, sports, and sets. And I think 90s basketball has provided kind of a nice blueprint for starting new player PCs and seeing that, you know, down the road, some of these guys that you might like that might not be Hall of Famers or might not be popular still might hold value based on products and sets that people connect with today. And I think that's really cool. And I think connecting is building. It's long-term. Building something that can last forever. This is very different than buying something to sell. And it's not bad, but it's just not what this show is about. I think an exercise I'd put everyone through is just rewind the tape. Rewind the tape in your mind. Think about a moment or a season when a team or a player made you really freaking happy. Nostalgia. Let the nostalgia soak it over you didn't need to be the star of the team. It could be a role player or someone you admired, okay? Start investigating their cards. Do the work. Before you buy anything, do a deep dive. Start finding other collectors who might PC these players. Dig into sets. Dig into products. Look on eBay and just find lanes within that lane to go down. I think the more you dig through platforms and the more you understand and do the homework, the more you will learn. Buy a card then. Take the plunge. Connect with other cards and start your freaking journey and start your new PC. What it's all about, it's so much fun. And I think Josh did a good job of describing his process. And I think it was a lot of what he was saying was similar to some thoughts and things that I've gone through over the course of the last several months. So start your new player PC. Start sharing that out. Tag me. I would love to see it. I had some good mail days this week. I'm mid on this like contenders cracked ice train. Season tickets, buying uh, 2017 out of 25, Andrew Luck, 2014 out of 22. I didn't, it's like, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's just like, all right, well, all of a sudden I think I need to make this run because I've got enough of these cards. I've got six of the eight contenders cracked ice Lux. And so there's two more, one being the rookie ticket, which is there's one out there. I know everybody, kind of pricey, but it looks nice. I'm on this run and I just need to like, all of a sudden, I have like six of Andrew Luck's eight cracked ices. And so I think that's fun. I think just diving in and building out projects, super cool. So I got those in. Got a 2021, 2022 
Jack, don't call me Darius anymore. Leonard, gold prism. Card looks awesome. I just, Darius Leonard is, we want him back on the field. We need him back on the field. You know, he he's he's rehabbing, he's practicing. He'll be out there soon. He can, we've had some good defensive legends on the Colts, but you know, he might go down as the best one ever. So I needed to start buying up some Leonard's, the Maniac. So excited to get that. And you're hearing a theme. These are all Colts, right? Connected to my team. And I got some, Fun ones in 2005, Finest Gold Refractor, um, Philip Rivers out of 49. So that's another one to check off the list. I've got a couple left there. So I love these runs. I love making the runs of getting every card of every year of a player. It's just super fun. And I also got a card I posted that was a chase card, Cody Rhodes Select Ringside Gold. I needed to get that card because I needed to pair it with my 2014 gold, Cody Rhodes. The shot on the Select Ringside is so money. Tope Suicida outside Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Big Cody guy. Got inspired. I got itchy, I would say, from when I saw Drake's PC and Apocalypse card Instagram live um, this past week. Apocalypse cards. He's got the one of one, Cody. I was like, damn it. Like, this is a card I've been chasing, wanting. And then all of a sudden that evening in SGC 10 popped up with this card. And I smashed been on that MFR really hard came in the mail and that was the card out of the product that I wanted. So excited about that. And speaking about apocalypse cards on the program this week, he is coming on. I'm fired up to be talking with him. He's a passionate collector. He's got a lot of opinions. He's doing some, a lot of really good collecting. So going to bring, bring him on the program to talk sports cards. Before we get out of here, there are a couple things that I want to do. Number one, I want to highlight a product, Go rewinding the tape, and I've mentioned this on previous episodes, but one point that I just want to make clear because it's very confusing and I want to use a second to talk about it, make sure you're all clear on it, and then I ask the community, what are some underrated products that you think you love that people don't talk about? And that's how we're closing out this episode. Totally certified 2014. I think 2014 is maybe one of the best years in football for me from a Panini perspective, certainly. 2014 Prism's my favorite Prism year. 2014 Flawless, come on, man. 2014 Totally Certified. I mean, there's just so much goodness that is 2014 Select is incredible. 2014 Totally Certified, okay? So I've talked about this. And I think the one, I love this product. I think it just rules. It looks gorgeous. It's something that I've set up safe searches for. I'm checking more and more. There are two separate lanes of these parallels. And there's the Platinums. And then, then there's the Mirror Platinum. So the Platinums, you've got the Red out of 100, the Platinum Blue out of 50, Platinum Gold out of 25, Platinum Green out of 5, Platinum Black out of, is the one of one. Now, the mirror platinums, you got a little more shine on that thing. The mirror platinums, less of them. Red out of 25, blue out of 10, gold out of 5, green 101. There is memorabilia in this product with the Epic set, the Epics uh, set, which I think is super cool. It's just a really, really freaking cool product. So I just want to shine a little bit of light and say totally certified. Basketball totally certified 2014 looks really cool too. A lot of die cut stuff in there. I just think there's so much opportunity for us to share like why we like these cards. I just think they 
love the design of these cards. I love how the players are up front. I love the parallels, the mirror stuff. Just brings a lot of happiness. And I, I've been seeing a lot of collectors posting them. So wanted to make sure because people have heard me talking about it and they've sent me stuff. And I just want that the, the parallels are super confusing. So make sure when you're buying those, you make sure you identify what's just platinum and what's just mirror. And let me call that out right now. Okay. I asked the community, what are some of your most underrated sets? And here's what I got. And we'll close this out and go home and say, peace out, everybody. All right. Mostly 90s basketball cards. 97 finest basketball. Okay. I like 97 finest. Trading card finds. Junk wax. Elevating the junk wax on the Stag and platform. Drake's PC, 2013 Spectra football, beautiful cards, first year. Don't have any of those. I've been looking at those recently. Colorado Collector, 99 Tops Chrome, insane refractor shine, incredible insert designs, and die cuts. Thank you, Colorado Collector. Northwoods Card Collector, here's some 2014, 2014 Flawless. 2014 Flawless is freaking amazing. Game worn, just awesome stuff. Throwback Sports Cards, Tops Chrome Baseball. Late 90s, early 2000. Jonathan Taylor cards. I want to answer this, but I'm still hunting stuff. Totally understand that, my man. Watashiwa 05, 2017 Essentials Basketball. Apocalypse cards are guests from this week. 98 Bowman's best. Carlson cards. Tops pristine. 02 to 04 for football. He says, I'm extremely biased, but love them. Those are cool cards. Investor hobby. 09 Tops unique football. Not familiar. I need to dig into that. Refractor Master. I'm a broken record, but 98 Bowman Best. Here's another Bowman Best. All major sports, still affordable. Parallels to be found. Leather Helmet Cards, 03 Finest. Love the hexagon shapes and art. I agree with that. Let's start elevating some of these products that no one's talking about. Hopefully you heard some stuff. You can dive into a new rabbit hole from something you heard on the Stag and Size program today. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. We'll surround you. I'll be back more on Friday. Apocalypse cards. Peace out.